This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and we are in studio at iHeart. And we are, yeah. I love how you guys always clap for yourself. I, lo- I love clapping. I don't know, it makes the room light. People you feel good when we clap. You start some really good clapping things. Like, as soon as you clap, we all respond. Like, yeah, I know. I know. It's fun. Isn't it fun? Uh, we're running a couple people short right now. They're on their way. They're on. They're all on their way. Gavin's going to get in and complain that he's stuck on a public airplane, what he calls no, like no. a Greyhound bus or something. Rick just landed in Burbank. Okay. So he's driving here, liter- and it's like eight minutes away. So he'll be here in a second. And then Gavin's coming from, I don't want to reveal where he stays, but from where he <laughs> yeah, stays. They're on their way. We're the only ones really committed to this podcast. No, Ryan's coming too. Ryan's time. coming too. Yeah. But we're the only ones. Dimitri's here. What's up, buddy? What's up? How's it going? It's going great, buddy. I always love seeing you. You're you're like the one workhorse I can count on on this show. I actually really love this podcast. So I get here, even on days we don't have it, I just come here and sit here. <laughs> I love it too, man. I'm in here. Ask Amy. When we have Amy, our producer Amy here with us. Amy, you're texting right now. We're doing a show. We're live on a show. <laughs> People are calling. <laughs> I hope they're sponsors. You know what I do sometimes? I listen back to the podcast and I talk as if I, it's live again and I give different perspectives. Mm. And I talk to you and I have great conversations on the replays. Right on, buddy. I yeah. knew we were good friends. There's yeah. something energetic there. I will say this about you, though. You you usually always beat me in here. I come early. Well, today I actually... That's wrong. Today I was 15 minutes late. So. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> late. It's fine. Most days I'm here very early and you usually beat me here. And we talk, I think, a lot like through text how much we really enjoy doing the podcast. Yeah. So. And I dislike. So that's one thing is I love it here. So I do. I do love to get here. But I also don't like being late to things. I don't either. I'm always early to things. Yeah. I don't either. I am always 15 minutes late. Always. R- really? Yeah. I mean, always. <laughs> It's I don't know the same with me. I punctuality. I value punctuality in myself. Except, except today. Except today was yeah. Today was I was late for a couple things today. It's been it's been a tough day. It's been a great day. It's been but things things have been creating and happening, and so I've wanted to stay with them in the element when they were. Um, mm. And then the schedule kept up, and I was like, I okay, know, I really. This have sounds to cut like you're going up. real deep to disguise the fact that you were just like, you're like I just wanted to just really. Soak in the moment that I was in. You were just late. Yeah, I was just hanging like... by the pool, man. I didn't. I wasn't doing anything today. Are you ever in a bad mood, Brooks? Like where you're just pissed? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I and it's fun. It's fun to be in a pissed off mood. Cause like, like that was a lot of that was hockey. Uh, Playing. It's fun. To, I used to love having enemies. That's a fun because oh. you, you get to. It's so much. You I get, love having enemies. Well, you get to. Re, it's another way of releasing emotion. Like it's a big pendulum swing of emotion. Like. Rage is fun. Anger is fun to feel. It's driving. It's motivating. It's not where I want to live and spend my life, but to to swing the pendulum that way is sometimes very. I actually would love to have a therapist come in again because I think that when I should be mad, I feel sad. Ooh, and I I think it's interesting. Oh, you're missing out by not being mad. I don't have. I rarely (laughs) get mad. I get sad. Let's just let's hang like a punching bag in your (laughs) apartment or condo, and let's just turn that sadness into. Anytime you feel sad, you just go and unleash on this punching bag. See what it does. I think we need to explore it because maybe men are more comfortable with anger. And women get sad. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. that would be a great write topic that for down. a show. We that, got a therapist in here. It's going to be a whole lot of yelling and crying. It's going to be great. <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah, that would be a great topic for a show because I really don't get sad. I get frustrated or angry. I never do. I'm always crying. I wow. cry almost every day. Wow, almost every day. <laughs> yeah, for a minute here, a minute there, or like watching TV, or like. Today I bought tickets to see Oprah. I cried. I'm going to see Oprah. 
but it was a happy cry. <laughs> like, she, or did you so cry because they were they were, they were expensive? But or, last or night or I watched. They were counterfeit. No, they're real. Last <laughs> night I watched that that show on Hulu, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Just bawling. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I cry every day. Okay. I'm I'm with you, Brooks. I like to get mad. Um, I don't like to like get mad and 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 enrage at people like something that's real. Yeah. So I usually like to yell at people in other cars, but something that I have no idea. Like you can't see someone in a car, so I'll be like, "You skinny mm. bastard!" <laughs> but I have no idea what they look like. <laughs> oh, I have zero road rage. You? Uh, no, I don't have a lot of road rage. I don't think. Um, but I tap into like rage when I need to, like like when lifting, when working out. A lot of times, like I'll tap into. The emotion that came up when I was competing against another guy, because hockey, there was face to face, there was there was blunt force physical conflict in hockey, and so that taught me to level up my intensity and emotion, and also like rage sometimes. Sometimes a guy would get the best of you, and it would pr- provoke a bear in you that maybe you didn't even know you had. And so I learned to harness that over years of professional sport. And now if I want, I have it on access where I can access it. If I want to tap into something that's more powerful than maybe my current state. I like, I look forward to the day Ryan oh. pushes you too far. Oh, I'll come right over this. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's going to say something one day and I'll come right over this studio counter. Oh. <laughs> I think we explore this in a couple weeks. Sure. Yeah. Um, it'd be a great episode. Speaking of episodes though, last week we did life after loss. And Mitch's story was exceptional. And we've got so much amazing feedback from you guys reading the emails and the direct messages on Instagram. Uh, The feedback from our community has been exceptional about life after loss, how many people have related to it, uh, and how many people are inspired by Mitch's story. And this week, we're going to go into something close, but not quite as severe, maybe, but um, life after divorce. And we're going to speak with a couple people that have a great divorce. Um, and I just want to ask you guys, like, are your, are your parents still married? <laughs> no, my, my parents separated when I was four and it was pretty nasty. Um, do you it, have it recollection was, of it? Was, yeah. Yeah. It was bad for a long time. Mm. And it wasn't until I think maybe I was in college that they actually, something happened in the family and they started get like, they started speaking again. Like it was pretty bad for years. Really? So almost like yeah. 14, almost 15 years you're in college. So it's happened when you're four. 15, 18 years later, they started speaking again. Yeah. And it was like, like if one, if they called, cause he didn't have cell phones back then. If, if somebody called the house to talk to the kids, yeah. the other one would be like, like it was like, hold on. Like they wouldn't even talk. talk. Wasn't high. How I, I had it was a, just, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty nasty wow. for years. Did you ever like have triggers or issues in your own marriage from their divorce? No, actually. I think I learned a lot from going through all of that, that I was more aware of kind of stuff that they did wrong and how they handled it and think so I think it was I think it probably educated you know it was tough to go through but I think it educated me in the long run and it also just if so if we're keeping score it wasn't my fault (laughs) (laughs) my parents got divorced when I was in college and I'm not saying it was like unicorns and rainbows but I do have one of those situations where it's like unicorns and rainbows like everybody has Christmas together everybody has Thanksgiving together everybody's together all the time like there's times when my mom has my dad his wife over my aunt and uncle on my dad's side, like at our really? house. Yeah. Everybody's pretty. So it's a pr- pretty amicable like situation. Beyond. Like there was a party my mom and dad had to go to, but my dad's wife couldn't go. And my mom was like, Oh, I got to go be with daddy. He doesn't have anybody to hang out with. Like everybody's just what? really, wow. yeah. I had like the opposite. So my real quick, my mom, you know, married my dad and then, 
her brother fell in love with my dad's sister and they got married. So it was like brother and sister married brother and sister, not, Whoa, not yeah, related. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so then when my parents split, my aunt and uncle didn't. So it made it very awkward at family events. And oh. I actually had a birthday party where I insisted when I was little, I was like, I really want mom and dad here. Man, was that a mistake? <laughs> that place blew up. I ended up sitting on the curb with my cousins. <laughs> what, what, what birthday? Seven, eight, 30. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 39. Yeah, it, was, it was probably like, yeah, probably like eight or something. Are like your that, parents yeah. both alive now? No, my father passed. I'm sorry. I am sorry. No, thanks. Uh, um, you know, did my, they ever get along again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, um, it was around the time their first grandchild was born. Um, that's when it kind of started. Was that your first child? No, or my, my brothers. Okay. Um, and uh, they started kind of, I remember being at the hospital with both of them in the waiting room, waiting for my niece to, when she was born. And I, sarcastic like I am, I turn and I go, is this the first time you guys were in the hospital together since uh, I was born? Or like the waiting room? And they were just, and it kind of, Kind of broke the, uh, I think it broke the, the tension though. Bit, but yeah. yeah, and um, and so it started then, and then and then over the years from there, they started getting along better. Like they could then go Be to family events together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this that's it's such a fascinating world to me because my parents just celebrated their forty fifth wedding anniversary wow. a couple of weeks ago, which is amazing. And so I don't have experience with divorce. Um, my wife's parents are divorced; they're both happily remarried, but. Uh, that's my closest experience with it. I have friends that have had parents divorce, but I can't, I cannot begin to imagine what it does to a life at the age of four, at the age of 20, whatever age you are, where your parents divorce. I, I just, I can't imagine what those emotions are. I think it messes you up and then you're fine. I will say this. When I was younger, I used to want that we used to want them back together and I used to want that whole family Christmas and the whole thing. And as I got older and I saw who they were individually and stuff, I'm actually glad that they got divorced. I'm, I'm not glad that it was, it went down the way it went down, like kind of them not getting along. But I think I'm better off in my life having experienced them living their lives the way they wanted to and not trying to make it work together. Yeah. I'm okay with it now. When I, when it first happened, I remember someone saying to me, I know this seems like the worst thing ever and that you'll never get over it. And he said, in six months, you won't remember. And it wasn't quite that, but the words were pretty true. Really? Like, it's so major. And then it, you, it, yeah, it's okay. Wow. It's not my fault. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we did, <laughs> Gavin and I did an interview the other day <laughs> and Gavin said, it's a hard conversation to have with somebody when you have to say, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just laughing. I was like, oh, buddy, we got we got some things we need to talk about. I love him. But that's what we're going to get into today. We have two uh, special guests that have a very happy and enjoyable. Now. Ooh. Now. It's Ooh. a process. I'll say that. It's a process. We'll get into their story after. But um, for people that are divorced, there's hope that there is an amicable, cordial, and even friendly life after divorce. And just so you know, their divorce is not my fault either. Yeah. <laughs> No, nobody's keeping okay. score here, buddy. Well, Gavin will probably blame me. <laughs> so in the house with us right now, we have Nikki DeBartolo and Benjamin Helfond. Well done. Hey, hey. Come on, team. How are you guys doing today? Thank you for coming in 
to our studio. I appreciate that. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Doing well. Everything's good. Thank you for having us. This is exciting. Real studio. Like real, real studio. studio. This I mean, is the real uh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, trying to, we're trying to tape it at Gavin's house one day, but for the time being. I'll have just... to get it cleaned first. <laughs> yeah. Like not, not, not like a pile. garage podcast set up and, you know, a couple of mics and a, uh, a, a computer. This is a real deal. This is the real. This is mm, why we've exciting. not all got paid because Amy blows all our budget on the studio. <laughs> That's right. Go. We're paying the mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to bring in, or I want to get your guys' story now. Benjamin, you want to go first? Nikki, you want to go first? It's, it's always him. Yeah, it's it's, always him. so, okay. so it, it, it is, it's, it's a journey into uh, finding a different kind of love. And Nikki and I were married uh, seven, seven years. years. Um, we had a beautiful son together. Um, we ended up getting a divorce, and it's sort of our journey into how we got to where we are today, 12 years later. Um She's remarried. I'm remarried. We have this, you know, lack of a better word, modern family, um, and, and it's it didn't just start off like that. There was a, there's a, there's a lot of intricacies and a lot of as when people get divorced, uh, a lot of resentment and anger and fear and everything that goes through. But we were able to simply just put our put our son first was our sort of guiding light, and every decision we made, whether that be romance, finance, all the sort of uh, things that spiral divorces, um, we just every decision had to answer that question wow and that was right from the start no no how, no. how did you, how no. did you <laughs> okay Nikki, i'll let you go with that stuff. one no right from the start it was dropping him off at each other's house with like a babysitter and not seeing each other and not talking to each other and realized the only thing we were doing was hurting him yeah wow. and eventually it would have been i mean it would have ended up ruining his life if we would have kept on the path that we were going on and he, he was seven at the time. No, he was three, three or four, yeah, three and a half. And, 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 you know, one of the things that I am blessed about that I t t we talk about in the book is, is, is and I say blessed because it, I had to go through this as, as uh, with my own uh, parents' divorce, and it was not the greatest divorce. And, and you know, I was more or less weaponized, uh, not so drastically, but, you know, we were sort of put in the middle of it. And... Mm -hmm. For a while there, I was filled with all that stuff I talked about, and I was going to, you know, make her, it was her fault. She, everything, the ending of the marriage was her fault. Everything, you know, just pointing the finger at her. Yeah. And, and uh, I had hired this lawyer who sort of sparked or added uh, fire to the, to, yeah, yeah, to the fire and was, you know, he was telling me what I wanted to hear. Yeah. It's her fault. We'll get her and all this stuff. And I spent a bunch of money and he wrote up this, uh, I guess, uh, action plan, you know, business plan, if you will, on like how to go after it, how we're going to, you know, embarrass her and do all this and make it a big public deal. Doesn't sound nice, like a lawyer. Right? Oh, no, not at all, right? Cha-ching, <laughs> right? cha-ching. Yeah, he had no incentive to have a long, ugly divorce. So uh, he had written this thing up and I, I kept it and I didn't read it. And there was something inside of me and I don't know what it was, but I kept it in my backpack that I always carry around for like six weeks. And I never opened it up. And for some, I was flying back from LA uh, on a trip and I opened it up and I read the first two pages. And it was at that moment that, you know, I could see things clearly. It was like I, I, I had all that other resentment and all that other stuff was gone. And, and I, I saw that if I go down this route, I'm going to cause the same damage mm -hmm. to my son. That happened to you. I'm gonna, we're, Nick and I are going to rack up a huge emotional bill and make him pay for it for something he had no choice in. Wow. So at that point, um, you know, I think Nikki was doing her own work on herself and I was doing, I, I, I called her and I said, look, we can't talk about this right now. Like I have to do some things in my life to, to get myself right before we can even, uh, you know, start talking about the, the, the divorce. And, and so I just, 
worked with some guy I knew and, and we went through and it was only about my part. We never, we never talked about what she did or what, you know, yeah. her fault. And, and it was, it was all about finding my, you know, mistakes in the divorce. And, and what I came to realize is that it takes two to make it and it takes two to break it. And, you know, no matter what she had done or no matter what I, d- you know, did all I need can focus on myself. Yeah. So, so at what point, how many months or years after the separation is this when you have this realization and you start doing this work? It was about four months, maybe. So it's, it's relatively new. It's relatively new. Maybe a little bit longer. I think it was about four months. Yeah. Now maybe, a, yeah. Because I know that I, I, I decided to take three months was sort of my goal uh, was to take three months and do what I needed to do. And, and, and at the end of the whole work is sort of another burning bush or clarity moment. I, I like looked at this stuff and I was like, you know what? I wouldn't want to be married to me either. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I was a terrible, miserable person. And, you know, that introspection or that, you know, that, that clarity of like, God, you were just a bad, bad guy, yeah. you know, bad husband, bad father, bad everything. And, and again, nothing to what she did. You know, it wasn't about her at that point. It was about me. Kudos to you, man, well, because that's some, that's some hard self-reflection. That, and that's some work that I think a lot of people are not willing to do. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be even just in a relationship or coming out of a relationship, right. just in their own life, like to take a reflection of who I am as an individual, how I show up in the world, and how does my presence and my actions mm-hmm. impact people around me. Mm-hmm. And then to look at yourself and say, wow, I'm not proud of who I am. This is yeah. not who I want to be. I own these faults. Good for you, man. Yeah, and then that the other part of that was forgiving myself. Right. Yeah, so the first wow. step was to go through it and to look at it and, you know, come to that realization and then forgive myself and then call Nikki. And I always get messed up when I say this, but okay. uh, Gavin cries all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm really soft. Yeah, me too. Good. Okay. We can cry together. You got a shoulder? Yeah. All right. We're a little further away. But so I called Nikki for coffee and, and the first thing I told her was that I was sorry, you know, and, and, I loved her and I, you know, I was sorry for everything I did to, to cause the end of our marriage. And she then in turn apologized to me and told which me. It's very hard for me to do. Yeah. Right. Which I, we joked today. I don't think it was the only, ever time, the only time I've ever apologized. Right. The only something. time we ever oh. apologized to each other. But, but, but at that moment, there was space to move. Like it wasn't about pointing the finger at her. It wasn't about right. pointing no, the finger at her. That's what started. I mean, that's what made this. That was a turning point yeah. for sure. Was his apology to you is what? Yes. Yeah. That's what started. Did it this. surprise you? It did surprise me because I somehow knew about some of the other stuff he was doing, like working on yeah. behind my somehow back. Somehow she knew. So I, private investigator. I did know that. <laughs> no, I did not. No, I, know, I did I'm not have kidding. a private investigator. I just happened to know enough people that told me things. Right, but so, yeah. as long as we're so past we're sh- all that, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. guys? Yeah. As long as we're not bringing up anything past, <laughs> I mean, right? So he he apologized to you, sort of somewhat surprising, let's say. And how how does that make you feel that he he doesn't blame you? He doesn't. He's like, I own this. This is my fault, and I just want to say sorry. How does that make you feel? Because I think that's a noble act. No, that's I. That is what made me go. Okay, it's time. Like it's time for us to sit down and figure this out. Like yeah. we can't keep going down this path yeah let me ask this so he apologized said he did all these things wrong and then he said that you also apologized now was that did you just apologize because hey he apologized or did you really feel like you had done something that you could apologize for Hmm. no i definitely did things throughout the marriage that i i you know i was a huge part i was the other half of what 
made this fail. So you're damn right you were. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. That's right. Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hype man. So I, I, man Gavin. My man, man. I was right. Yeah. It's all her fault. I'm sorry. It, I yeah. apologize. That's what I, I like that. I like that. Um, Keep me dinner. I did. Although I did not spend those four months trying to stab him. Right. No. No. I sort no of spent plus. those four months going. Like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, here is this woman that has this child. I mean, yes, I have a family that I'm really close to, but what am I going to do? Like, mm. that's the last, I mean, that's, how old was I? I don't know, 20, 30, I don't know. 30-ish. But, I mean, that's the last thing any woman wants to be is be in Tampa with a child by herself. Yeah. So that was frightening. And, and it, like, so I went through four months of being scared right. to death. Understandably, yeah. Mm, it's a failure. Sure. You know, I mean, nobody gets into it, and there's a lot of shame, or at least there was a lot of shame for me around the failure I mean, and guilt about your son. And, 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 you know, we were easily could have fallen into that category and uh, repeating the cycle of what my parents did, you know? And, and from that moment of apology, the next question I had asked her was, do you have any problem with joint custody, joint? you know, 50, 50, everything. She said, absolutely not. And she goes, you're the father of our son. And I go, I looked at her and I said, you know, what? everything else can be worked out. Like the other stuff's trivial. Like that's the important thing is we can't burden him with our choices. Like we chose to get married. We chose to get pregnant. We chose to get divorced. And here's this innocent being who had no choice in it, but we're going to stick him with, you know, this nonsense. Yeah. Mm. So I have a quick question, Ben and yeah. Nikki. And so thanks for coming in. The, uh, so how did you navigate that with your son at the time as you were kind of get you said sorry to each other and you know and you weren't dropping him off at babysitters and each other's homes and you weren't seeing each other or whatever like how did you kind of did you did you bridge that gap with your son at the same time and say to him hey look we're sorry what what's going on right now you know I, you know we want to sit you yeah. down and talk to you and 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 he's so young. yeah I mean I guess it's kind of hard when he's 3 but you know mm. he obviously got older he, he was he was really young but really smart yeah like i don't know where he got it but he's really smart yeah. so there were certain the things that ben just raises the milkman like it. if you look back he'll say to, he'll even tell us that he remembers seeing boxes like i don't know how he ever saw a box because we never but there's certain things he remembers about him leaving so there was i mean we knew that we had to be as honest with him as we possibly could because he got it yeah. yeah, and, and it, that to me is what is also what started this because, I mean, he's four years old, and he got it. Like he knew, so sure. you can't hide this stuff from kids. Right. Mm. It, it's interesting. Is it, is is you can't. And we thought for a while there, we wanted to protect him. Right. So I would I was staying at a hotel, and I would drive every morning home before he got up to have breakfast. To you know to, yeah. to pretend like I was there that night. And one day he looked at me and he said, "Where'd you sleep last night, Daddy?" And he, this is a four-year-old kid. And I'm like, I slept in the bed. He goes, well, you didn't make much, much of a mess in your bed or something. Like, he had noticed he it. Wow. Nikki's side of the yeah. bed. So, like, we've got to give our kids uh, more credit, no matter what their age is, for being aware sure. and, totally and mindful aware. of what's going on. And, and that's something we had done wrong. But, but after that, it was, um, I, I, it, it was just something that we... When we're around him, we tried to keep, even I think when it was bad, we tried to keep at least a unified front of everything's fine. 
But right. kids, you know, like I said. And we, after you guys made those apologies together, then that unified front started to form a little bit better, I'm right. sure. And then yes. that, that helped him out a lot, yep. a lot more. Yep. Yeah. It did. Oh, yeah. That was our turning point is the fact that I went to, we went to school. This is what made us realize, okay, we're doing something right. We went to school for like parent, like whatever, parent teachers for Teacher like conference a four-year-old. Open, open house. Yes. And we said to her, we've recently split up and she looked at us and said, really? This kid hasn't skipped a beat. Wow. So that made us, that was like, okay, we are doing something right. Right. Because this child is not missing anything. So we're doing it right. Look, right. whatever we're doing, we've got to keep doing. It would have been horrible if she was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And he tells, he would tell anybody, he tells people everything. So it yeah. wasn't like he was, yeah. he, yeah. So this is at four months. Mm. You, you sort of mend this or begin to mend this. At least you set down the weapons right. somewhat. Yep. W what's the path then? What follows after that? Um, you just begin working together, collaborating together, almost same team in a different way than being married, but same team that you're both on board for what's best for your son. And then does you, like your book now is called Our Happy Divorce. Does it start to become happier between you two after that? I wish I could say that, you know, we clicked our, snapped our fingers and everything was perfect, right? But we had a commitment now or a mission, say whatever you want to say that it was about Asher, right? And, oh, yeah. and, and there's so much more room. Sort of right. yeah. yeah, there's so much more room to move at that point. And, and so uh, I had been looking online about this thing called collaborative divorce, and it was relatively new in, in Florida. It's now really big. It's in a lot of statutes of states, and there's a, real, there, there's a process for it. But basically what it is, is, is the difference is, instead of me calling my lawyer, my lawyer calling Nikki's lawyer, yeah. Nikki's lawyer calling her, her tell, you know, the game of telephone, yeah. and you know how that, that gets screwed up after like the second person, right? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, is everybody's in the room together, and everybody's talking together. But we actually went one step further, um, and... and I think I told her, or we agreed, let's just see if we agree on what we agree upon. Let's treat this like almost like a business thing and, and see, let the business people make the business decisions and then give it to the lawyers. Because hmm. my experience with the other lawyer, it was like, not they're not all bad. you know. But this guy was like, you know, feeding me my own BS. Like, yeah. you know, because he saw the big, shiny, you know, two-year divorce and whatever that costs. And so we just sat down at the same coffee shop where we had apologized to each other and we just worked it out. And it was amazingly easy. When we had that, what's best for Asher? Finances fell into place, the, you know, timeshare fell into place, everything just sort of fell into place. So then we did it ourselves, gave it to the lawyer and said, draw it up. My lawyer was pissed. Yeah, because yeah, his hours, yeah. his billing yeah. hours went down massively. Yeah, yeah, like, I, hold on a minute. I paid what? the other guy three times as much to write that game plan or whatever on, uh, on how to get out of the, the whole deal and, and to, you know, to make it embarrassing. And, and so she was pissed. She, she kept on going, are you sure you're okay with it? I'm like, yeah, draw it up. Dang. Yeah. And, and how did you feel with that? You were the same? You were excited that, like, you're not faking it, obviously. You're both on board with this. You're... We're definitely not, no. we definitely couldn't fake this at no. all. No, I mean, it's, it just was so much easier. I mean, like the heartache of going through it just was sort of, I mean, it's still there, but it's just taken away. Like wow. there's just, the pain is, the pain went. 
and, and the pain went, but it, like you said, like it didn't just all of a sudden get better. Like this is twelve years in the making. Like this is not. It was like progress every day. We yeah. weren't looking for perfection. You guys you, make me want to get a divorce so bad now. I <laughs> hey, you see, you see, happiness. <laughs> if only you weren't so afraid to get married. Then then I'm gonna get, do it. There's a difference between our happy divorce and happily divorced. Right? There's a big difference. Some people are happily divorced because they don't have to be with the other person. Right, yeah. Ours, ours yeah. is our happy divorce, but it was. There was a lot of faking it. Like you brought it up, there was a, there was some faking it. Like yeah. we, we joke around, we fake it until we made it. Like, yeah. you, you know, to. she started dating somebody who's here, who, who's a great guy that, that we, I had known, that we had known before. And, you know, when, when he would come to Asher's baseball games, like I had to go over there and put on my big boy pants and swallow my ego and, yeah. you know, pretend like everything was okay. My insides were being torn apart. You know, all that, you know, fear and, or, or anger and, you know, my manhood. And here's another guy with my ex-wife and with my son. And, but I put on a big, you know, smile and sort of just developed into okay you know what she's gonna be with somebody yeah. eventually why not make it somebody who's a good guy who loves my son like i do and is good is a good influence it makes her happy i don't want a miserable ex-wife i didn't want a miserable wife much less a miserable <laughs> yeah. ex-wife yeah. you know i want a happy ex-wife and let's not leave out handsome great hair this yeah, guy right? you know oh, yeah. i mean yeah. look at him i thought yeah. it was exactly. ryan's brother yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. what do i have right uh, i thought it was Pretty ryan's great. brother for a second <laughs> oh. Wait, i, I want to ask you guys and I don't want to mess this up, but don't you all live like within a block of Seven each other? Houses Seven down. houses Can you tell the guys about that? I'm going to explain that because we, Chad and I, were looking for a piece of property to buy. That we were like, oh, let's let's make an investment. So we buy this piece of property down the street from our house. Yes. It would be a really good investment for us. We're going to hold on to it. Two days later, we sold it to you for the exact no. price we bought it no, for. No, no, no. No, you called me because I was with Asher at that golf camp. You called because we were looking for a place to build a house. She called me and said, I bought you a piece of land. I was like, Nikki, what happens if I don't want, like it? Like, you just bought it? She's like, Well, if you don't buy it, Chad and I will do an investment or something, but I bought you a piece of land. So she turned around and sold it to me for two, and it's five houses down uh, from. So Asher, we, it, the street's name's Longfellow. We call him the Longfellow Creeper because he goes, he loves to fish and it's on the water. So he'll be at my house and he'll creep over to Nikki's house to and fish those dogs. And so we don't even know. So I'm like, I'll call Nikki. I go, Is our son over there? And she goes, looks out the window. Yeah, he's fishing outside. So great. I, I just want to applaud you two because I don't think I could do that. I don't think like. I, I have zero contact with anybody that was formerly in my life. Right. I, I can't, I don't know. You are far more emotionally advanced than I am. <laughs> no, I, I think, in fact, most of us, if, most of us, yeah. if we knew that our ex or whatever was trying to buy a piece of property, we'd try to buy it right from right. underneath them so they just couldn't just yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Well, Or you could just egg their house every 10th. Yeah. 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 But, oh, but, but the, like, the deal is, if you look, and, and that's what I, I just try to explain to people who look at this forum, I mean, you know, we just got off a trip uh, just the three of us, Nikki, Asher, and myself, to Africa on a safari without uh, Chad, her husband, and without my wife and two kids. And, and it was so that this is the sort of culmination. So you fast forward 12 years. Asher, when he was a kid, was everybody has kids, you know, they're upset, they get obsessed with one thing, if it, whether it's like my little one's obsessed with Spider Man or dinosaurs, or and Asher was animals. He was like an animal encyclopedia. You would read animal yeah, encyclopedias every day. And so we always wanted, we always knew we were going to take him to Africa, or he wanted to go to Africa, but with the shots and everything you need to do. Why not just the zoo? 
Well, there's the that sucks. We have plenty of time for the zoo. You guys are great parents because the zoo sucks. If you go to Africa, you see the authentic, real thing. Yes. The real yeah, thing. Hate zoos when you see them in the wild. So Good the, the thing is that if, if anyone, <laughs> what really would have really set us the divorce south wouldn't have been the romance, finance, and all the other nonsense. It would have been if the other one had taken the other one, or Asher, to uh, Africa without the uh, other one. So that's the, the kicker. But it, yeah. that's where our life is. Is I tell my years wife. years later, though. Yeah, I tell my wife now I'm going to Africa with Nikki and Asher, and she doesn't say, oh, hell no, you're not going to Africa with your ex-wife. Are you crazy sleeping alone in the bush or whatever it is? Mm. And instead she goes, that's great. Asher would love it. Oh, mm. I don't know if I could do that, man. Yeah. That's what makes this crazy is because you've we have two more. Like, there's a wife and there's a husband, so it all has to work. Yeah, it's mm. all like, you know, that's the thing. How, is- how do they have that patience or how do they have that composure? Because I'm, like, I'm listening to this, and hopefully I'm... Like, I love my wife, and I hope to never get divorced, but I'm sure there's people out there listening to this saying, no, that would never happen. I'd never allow that. Mm-hmm. I'd never... Like, how How do your significant... What are you looking at? Well, we got Chad right here. Yeah. Can we ask Chad, Chad. What, when that came to him, like, what was how your reaction? How you respond to that? When they Welcome said, hey, Chad. by the way, we're hey, going after Chad. Chad. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. Hey. Hey. This is where the story gets interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like Asher. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't like Ben. <laughs> and I hunt. I don't even like animals. <laughs> oh, no, but Brooks, you, you brought it up about you don't have any contact with anyone in your, in your past life. Yeah. But you don't share a child with that person. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the difference is. And I think that's where these two are to be commended is because they made it all about the child. This happy divorce, this modern family is all about the kids. Uh, Ben's two kids you know, we're close to them. They, they think I'm their stepfather. You know, they come to our yeah. house, sometimes stay a little too long. Yeah. But <laughs> they're at our house all the time. We go mm. trick-or-treating together. You know, we go on vacation together. So mm. the part that I think that's hard to understand is once you introduce the children into it. Without mm. the children, you're exactly right. I don't think any of us would argue with you. You know, good riddance, good luck with uh, moving forward. That's the, that's the, the nicest I'm going to be. Have a good day. Yeah. And, and that's not mm. what this was about. It was about moving forward, uh, you know, for for Asher's sake, for it actually for their makes mm-hmm. listen to you talk, Chad. It actually makes sense to me now because how cool for him to be in Africa with his mom and his dad. That's like how, something. You how know, cool the Africa is that? trip is yeah, unique, but to share it with just his parents, yeah, not the stepkids. I mean, yeah. Not, yeah. you know, not not their step, not his step parents, but just those two. That's priceless. So yeah. that's what I was going to mm-hmm. ask. That was set up just to be the two of you. Like there was never a point where it was like, oh, Chad, do you want to come? It was just. Uh, there was. It we was just were. Yeah. We were invited to go, we but number one, I wasn't going to travel 29 hours on a plane to, to, to go. I had, you know, I work in Tampa. I couldn't take that much time off, mm. and it just wasn't going to work. But more importantly, I felt it was time that he should spend with those two. Mm. And you know, you bring Good in a different you. dynamic. We do enough of that. It needed to be just the right. three of them. That's that's something that right. they. We've talked about since he was a little kid, obsessed with every every animal that's that's known to be uh, uh, in, from from Africa, and I, I didn't want to take that. You, was, you just didn't want to get the shots because if it was yeah. the zoo, like Gavin suggested, you'd be there. I didn't you definitely didn't want to be on the plane. You were like, you were like, why would I go somewhere hotter than Tampa that doesn't have air conditioning? First of all, right? Exactly. <laughs> drink drink the, yellow how water. How was the trip? How did the trip go? It was amazing. I well, mean, nobody I'll, died, right? Nobody accidentally well, slipped off. I, I don't even think we got in a fight while we were gone. There was one. Uh, well, well, there was one that you were more yelling at Asher and I. 
for being, you know, whatever we were doing. But but no, it went great. I mean, nobody there. Like I said, there was no accidental slips off of the safari into the lion pride, or there was no. Uh, but the, the funny thing is, well, this conversation their with phones people. didn't work anywhere but in their rooms. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that made it, I mean, like, yeah. we were forced to talk it, constantly. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that the, the, we see people's faces was priceless, and I wish I had more video of it, but, like, we were obviously staying in separate uh, uh, tents or cabins, and, and so, but people would, like, look, and I'd go, Asher slept with her because of the, you're really in the middle of the, I mean, elephants are walking by, yeah. you're really yeah. in the middle yeah. of it. And, and so they would look, and they'd walk past me, and I'd get dropped off, and she was going to the other one, and we'd have to explain, oh, she's my ex-wife, you know? And then they would even like, get... what? What? Yeah. Because uh, you know, we weren't yeah. staying in the same the same tent. But it was great. I mean, it was... it was First of all, the, that story, it, 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 it was amazing that we did it like that. But but being in Africa is just a whole... You say, you know, it's just an amazing, life-changing experience. Which country were you in? Uh, Botswana. Oh, yeah. I want to go there. I mean, it was just... Oh, it, it, I haven't it, been there. It, You can't even explain it. I don't even have enough vocabulary to explain how amazing and humbling it was, yeah. so... So I, I gotta, I gotta, I guess I'll be the guy to ask this. No, we didn't sleep together. No, 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 oh, not okay. that. Right. <laughs> that was I just, was, I just wanted to throw it Gross. out. There. No, no. But no. while all this was going on, while you guys were figuring out how to be happily divorced, was there ever a moment when you're like, well, shit, maybe we could have made this work? No. 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 Unanimous consent. No, no. There, there, there was. There was a reason we were married. That child. He Asher was meant to be here. He is he's beyond special. And I I mean, obviously I'm his mother, I'm gonna say that, but he was meant to be here. And I think that's I mean, don't you agree? I agree completely. I mean, there there was you know, when I looked at my part, you know, through that whole exercise is there walked through every red light. You know, and it, it and it's nothing that you know, every warning sign I remember I was sick on my wedding day. I mean yeah, she was sick on the wedding day. Like sick, I'm, sick, went down, took my dress off, I had to go put something else on the was sick. Mm. You mean like that like she I just married me? <laughs> like food oh, poisoning? No, not, like allergic to me? Like, like, like I can't believe I married was, that dude? Uh, you guys should have got it annulled right, right then there. and there. No, it's and I remember looking at the mirror, uh, uh, you know, with my tuxedo on and getting my hair done, going, "This isn't right." I mean, if I'm being honest wow. with myself, like I, I, I remember that day like it was yesterday that this just wasn't like all the red lights. Should have gone with a double-breasted jacket. No, you're right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I messed it up. But but the, the, again, everything is a, is it, it, I wouldn't go back and change one single thing. And that's the thing that I think the story, the, the message is, is like I am so grateful for my life today. And, and you look back on it, you can't be selectively grateful, right? Like. I can't say I'm grateful for for yeah. this, but I'm not grateful for that. So it's it's like a, it's like the painting, right? And each one's a brushstroke, and it only works if everything's together. So you know, I've suffered from drug addiction, alcoholism. I've been sober 25 years. You know, I had this terrible low point in my life with the divorce, and but I'm grateful for it all. You know, I'm grateful for the stuff I had to go through as a kid with my parents. You know, because it, if I didn't go through that, who knows if I would have changed. Asher's outcome. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it's uh, I'm I'm happy that it all happened. I'm grateful it all happened. Oh, and also, we wouldn't have the lives we have today right. or without be, going through all that. Or find, and that's the thing that, like, w when you see divorced couples who are remarried, have kids, or moved on with their life, and yet they still hold on to that anger and that bitterness and all that other negative stuff towards their ex, and they can't just take a step back and go, "Wait a sec, if this didn't happen, I didn't get that. I wouldn't have the life I have today." So it all, you know. It's sort of a just, you know, just show up and it, it happens all for a reason. So know? can I ask you a question? Do you, and I, I think I already know the answer, but do you both genuinely wish the absolute best for each other? 
hundred percent. That's amazing. So uh, uh, that's stor- amazing. That's except because how many people leave a divorce, enter a divorce, and just have bitterness, resentment, and want the other person to suffer yeah. right the rest of their life? Or you know, yeah. like, and to have so, that capacity, I applaud you. And guys. not only that it is, you know, Nikki. Uh, so I, Nadia, my wife, um, and I sort of had this tumultuous relationship because I, because I was a douchebag, right? I mean, I, I really wasn't, <laughs> although I had done all this work on myself, I just wasn't ready to commit again or to get married again. Cause I still had this idea of marriage from parents, my own marriage failure. I hadn't done my work around the marriage part yeah. and how I viewed marriage. Um, and so, but Nadia wanted to get married and she wanted to have all the things that I already had. I wanted, I was just happy with her being my girlfriend for the rest of my life, right? And, and, and so she left for the, the last time before we, you know, got engaged, but it was Nikki who, you know, called me on my BS and she's like, you're not going to find a better woman than that. What are you doing? You're going to wow. end up old like and lonely. Alone. You know, yeah, it's going to be revolving. Your do- yeah, you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. And it was her who said, you're, you're letting a bad, th- you're letting a really good thing go. Wow. Step up and marry that woman. So. Oh, my ex-wife. So yes, does, does she what genuinely yeah. care for me? Yeah, she does. What a gift. Yeah. What advice would you have for people in our community, our listeners that are in a divorce, maybe you're in a bad relationship with this uh, ex-husband or wife? Would just want to open the mic to you mm-hmm. guys to to give any advice to our community as you see fit. You have to forgive yourself first. Hmm. Can you unpack that a little more? You have to realize how much no matter what happened in this marriage and who did what, whatever, you had a part in it, a huge part in it. You have to learn how to forgive yourself before you can forgive somebody else. Wow. So take ownership of your role. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is like, I think the message that we try to get across in the book and hopefully people can still hold, no matter how, you know, what the other person did or no matter what the situation is, obviously, you know, let's make a caveat for some, you know, physical abuse and, you know, some, some, uh, non-starters. Right. But, you know, uh, everybody who's gone is going through that bad divorce and hates their ex and wishes all that ill and everything. If I were to ask them, would they lay in front of a bus for their kids? I'm almost certain that everybody would say yes. Right. But you don't understand that what you're doing is basically stepping out of the way and letting your kids get hit by the bus, you know, it, unintentionally. Yeah. But through the, all of the fe- all the resentment, all the anger, and so just take a step back from somebody who's been through it, right? Who had to go through it is it, it is a tough place to be when your two parents who you love equally are, you know, talking about each other or whatever, and you have to sit there and you have to take it. Right. And, and instead of if somebody else were to talk about your parent like that, you'd probably punch them in the face. Yeah. You know, you're a hockey guy. You understand it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, <laughs> you, but, but as a t- 13 year old, I had to sit there and I had to take it, you know, and yeah. just swallow it. Cause, and we, you know, love my dad. I love my mom. And, and they were parenting from a place of not parent of the year, but favorite parent. Wow. Right. And, and it's just, it, it's unintentional. They didn't mean to do it. You know, my mom read the book. And she called me and she said she was sorry, you know, for everything. And I go, Mom, you don't, you know, I t- told her the whole grateful made you thing. Who you are, though. It made yeah. me who I am, so I don't have to repeat those mistakes. Right. And that's so, so anybody out there, just like put the kids first. Like you signed up for it, you did it. And, and I'm, I hope I don't sound preachy, but like 
I am. Whatever. It's not you're preachy, speaking... but I want to know what your, Nikki and Ben, what your take is on couples that are, let's say, not happy. It's not a disaster, but they're in a marriage. It's not great, and they know that. <clears throat> but they stay together for the kids. This seems to be the eternal debate on whether that is a good idea or a terrible idea. I mean, my opinion is... I think it's a terrible idea because we were like that. We weren't in a bad place. We weren't, I mean, we were like two ships passing in the night. Like we were friends. Yeah, it wasn't like a war. Yeah, we didn't fight. It was just. We fought sometimes, but not not terribly, you know. But not like. You didn't get yelled at for anything you didn't deserve, but. (laughs) (laughs) And here's where it gets a little (laughs) But see, what a beautiful thing I could say that to my ex-wife. With her husband standing here not getting knocked out, right? Yeah. No, but it wasn't like. Oh. Right. I mean, it's, but I mean, it is. Everybody, everybody wants to be a princess. Every little girl wants to be a princess. And Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah one we day, a, just we a, need a shot across the bow. We need there, a buddy. meme of that for our Instagram continue, account. Continue, Nikki. Don't just disregard him. We. We all disregard him, so please. You do continue. have good hair. <laughs> Thank you. You have really good hair. I've been admiring your current husband, Chad's, too. It's, it's a freaking look. Yeah. Game recognizing game. Hair yeah. game. Oh, hair game. game. Keep going, Nikki. This is an important question. So Get back to my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Enough about Wait, me. How are his eyebrows? That's what we really want to Nice. Know. Yeah. Nice they're, plug. They're so shapely perfectly. Enough about me. Let's talk about me. No. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even know so where so I was. So everyone wants to be a The question is: Here's, Should couples that are m- moderately unhappy stay together for the kids, or is that a bad idea? Like, there's couples that are just like looking at their watch till the kids go to college, and no, then it's they're going to end this thing. You see at thing. dinner that are all on their phones, and nobody's talking to each other. No, because the kids are going to end up feeling it. They feel. I mean, kids aren't stupid. They feel when there's not love between two people. They. I mean, they get it. Yeah, and, and they, I. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, we're not marriage counselors or we don't pretend to be, you know, we don't have a bunch of initials behind our names. You know, we're just like two ordinary pr- people who did an extraordinary thing. But imagine thing. how much you know? happier can they'd I be pro- if they were in love with somebody. Can I propose a question? Propose. Propose away. Proposed this before, but. All right. When you get married, you say I do to the concept of forever. You get divorced. You say I do again to the concept of forever. Should there be a statute that says there is a limited amount of times you are permitted to say forever legally? Therefore, how many times you're permitted to get married and say, I do forever? Because the way I'm seeing the concept of marriage in these modern times is sort of like forever for now. Forever for now. Forever for now. Forever temporarily. What is it? I mean, I don't understand. You know, I understand getting divorced, getting remarried. I get it. Now, let's say, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Let's say you guys get divorced. Are you going to get married and say forever again? Do you think? What kind of question is that? No, I'm asking I'm a not. normal marriage question. Absolutely. No when chance. When people get married no I don't, I and divorced married. and remarried, I get it. Because it's almost like, all right, that went wrong. Right. Let me, that was I an think anomaly. I, know, I think right. maybe I got married young. Maybe some things went wrong. I needed some self-correction. It was the wrong timing for us, blah, 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 blah. But should there be, let's say, government intervention? I wonder what the <laughs> of how many times you're permitted to say forever when it comes to marriage. I think maybe two should be the permanent. That should be and and can three? Because yeah, otherwise, three is kind of like oh, let's do this forever again thing. 
And they'll let people, some people get married four or five times, six yeah, times. Yeah, at some point. And then they remarry the times. same person again. At some Why point. Why bother at that point? <sighs> at some point. It's kind of like, well, when you were saying, oh, well, I feel like I could have been dating forever, just boyfriend, girlfriend. Well, I'm not anti-marriage at all, but. I am a little bit anti five marriages and saying <laughs> forever again five times. It's a forever and ever and ever. You know what I mean? It's like definition of insanity. Oh, come on. Doing the same thing over and you over again, I mean? expecting I, different I results, right? I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot more relationships with friends of mine in Europe who don't get married uh-huh. that last way longer than a lot of the marriages I've seen with friends of mine in the United States. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and you know the next. I mean, there's a lot of knock against the millennials, right? The quote unquote millennials, but they got it right. And the, and the reason the divorce rate's going down is because they're waiting. They're not getting married. Mm. Got to yeah. take your time. I was thirty. Take your time. Four, thirty-three, yeah. thirty-four when I got married. Oh, really? I was, yeah, time. I was old. Take your here's, time. Here's a question: What is because uh, I believe the stat is that fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce. What is the percent of second marriages? That end in divorce. Ooh, I don't know, but I, I wonder if it's like less. I, I, I it's would twenty percent. I, I would bet it's not. I bet. I bet it's not. I, I no don't know way. the answer to that. You must, but but it's, it's true. Like Amy's gonna, Amy's gonna let us know. Amy, you googling this? Yeah. One thing, using the under, Google under Gavin's proposed law, I think a lot of people would hold on yes. to that second marriage longer right. because, because you only get two. You only get two. I like it. And you can't be president if you got married for a third time or a fourth time. There really should be a limit on saying forever. It's just forever. Such a bizarre tirade from you. And you've said some dumb things over the course of podcasts, but I was quoting you all those other times. All right, here we go. Fifty percent of first marriages. 67% of second, 74% of third marriages wow. end in divorce. What? Well, it, second it, it, marriages have difficulty for a number of reasons. See? Once so a person discovers or once a person discovers that he or she can manage divorce, they are less scared of going through right. it again. Oh. That makes sense, right? Because it's it's, and then you're sitting up, wow. uh, the, you're sitting up at the uh, altar the third time. You're like, hey, if this doesn't work, I've gotten rid of two more. It's an easy well, thing and, to do, right? I and mean, you're thinking I can alter this, <laughs> <suit."> right? double breasted. All of a sudden, it's just color. a car wash, and you're just one through the other. Sometimes plan. people get married the second time to not be alone, right? Oh, Short yeah. suit, and that and that doesn't last very long. <laughs> Um, well, you guys are awesome. God bless you Three, both. Three, four, four or five weddings in, you're wearing, you're you're wearing the same a short suit. suit. <laughs> short suit. <laughs> and sandals. The first just one. keep recycling them. <laughs> you just oh. put in a pair of sandals and a white beater. You're like, I do yeah, 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 I'm right. not spending oh, money on the suit. Yeah. This Somebody whole hold my beard. We're off the yeah, rails. Brooke, save yeah, us, yeah, save yeah, us, yeah, save yeah, us. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the book. The book is called Our Happy Divorce, How Ending Our Marriage Brought Us Together. Um, what can people find in this book, and then where can they find this book? It's the, going to be your story? Yeah, what's, what's it, it, it's basically book? our story, and, and we sort of took a attack a, a of this, sort of, if you've ever watched the show, The Affair, is where we alternate chapters, yeah. and it's a lot of it's yeah. around, like the coffee shop yeah. meeting, it would be my perspective and what I did before, and then, and then Nikki kind of chimes in on, on what she was expecting, what she was feeling when I called her and asked her for coffee. Um, and then the beautiful thing is, look, this thing is four years in the making, right? We start, I got her uh, convinced. I convinced her to write this book. Four years in the making and plenty of times I told him to stuck. 
stick the book up his. Oh yeah, I mean she she there was plenty. But of for, time. Those, for those of us who might buy one, you didn't put it up your. No, 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 no. Did not. But she, we would get in a fight, and she and said, "I'm not doing your effing book, and you can shove it up, you know where." So as soon as it got out of you know where, we finally wrote it, and then at that time, it, the actually the relationship had gotten better, and the modern family sort of evolved. So we brought Chad and uh, Nadia into it, and they wrote a chapter two wow. in the book. And so they have a chapter, and then Asher puts a bow on it at the end, which oh, is just yeah. a beautiful... And actually, it is his essay uh, <laughs> that he wrote... Are to you going to cry? Yeah, I'm crying. What? Yeah. Get out of here, Damn it, man. Chariot. Come on, I used to cry that out all 2003, <laughs> man. Come on. Boss his high school entrance essay come on, he wrote okay. on our family. Thank you. You wow. could say it. So he wrote... Wow. It was about, about people you admire, and he, or a oh. person you admire, and so he wrote his unevoked... Or, uh, you know, we didn't convince him to do it. He wrote it on his own, and, and he set his parents for what they did, so... Yeah. So cool. He was like yeah. my dad's first attorney, uh, divorce attorney. <laughs> yeah. Love, yeah. love, love him. Love that so where can people find the book? When does the book come out? They can pre-order on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called Our Happy Divorce or mascotbooks.com under uh, Our Happy Divorce. Great. Amazon's probably easier because everybody does the Prime and uh, yeah. you know social media, Amazon. everything in Amazon not, uh, or OurHappyDivorce.com. Because what we're really trying to do is. This isn't about us. Mm. You know, we understand and we're humble enough to realize that we're not the only people in this world that are doing this thing right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, and, and, and what I see today on social media is that there, there are plenty of people doing this. So let's, let, let's try to change the conversation. Well, let's yeah. try to, you know, we know that our way wasn't the only way. Like, you know, there are people who done, did it other ways. But, but Very evolved approach to it. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. like we understand we're not experts and that not, not everybody's going to end up, and also reality, not everybody's going to end up going to Africa with their ex-wife or, yeah. you know, hang out, go to UFCs with her husband, fights mm. with her husband. Yeah. Or, mm. You know, Nadia and Nikki are best friends. You know, they call each other. It started off as ex-wife, calling mm. each other ex-wife, then it evolved to sister wives. And now they just call <laughs> each other wives. You know, so we know that not everybody's going to end up like that. Yeah. Right. But there are different degrees of that. Yes. And as long as you can put the kids first and you can put all your nonsense and check your ego and all that other stuff, put on your big boy pants. You know, it's mm-hmm. time. Yeah. You know? Wow. Thank you guys Great. so much. Nikki, Great. anything to add? No. Ben, ben seems to take over the mic quite I do. a bit. Uh, I do. Ah. <laughs> I do. Sometimes never, it's hard to get a word in edgewise with Ben. Never saw a mic I didn't like. No. That's why he's got the gold one. Yeah, that's why he's got the gold one. Ben's got a guitar. I wrote a song for this particular <laughs> That's Ben for you. I can't see why you two didn't work out. Right. It's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> shocking. Well, thank you both so much. The book is called Our Happy Divorce by Nikki DeBartolo and Benjamin Heldfond. Thank you guys so much for sharing your Thanks story. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, that was awesome, Nikki and Ben. What a what an evolution. What a what a the grace and poise to have a happy divorce. Pick up the book, Our Happy Divorce. Even hanging with the new husband. Yeah, the new husband here too. Chad here too. I don't know that I could have ever get if i was in that situation hopefully i'm not but ever get to that spot you and me both so kudos to those two um anybody listening in our in our community that is an exceptional model for peace a peaceful agreement after divorce and Brooks, you brought up something during their parenting. interview that i wanted to ask all of you about that i thought was kind of interesting you said you are not in touch with any of your exes i don't have any exes amy did you <laughs> He has zero she history. Just starts laughing. Because <laughs> I thought I'm in touch with 
95%. Oh, I thought you were going to say 95 X's. Oh, no, I don't think I have 95. Let's say I have Woo! 10. Uh, let's say I have 10. And the couple that I don't talk to on a regular basis, it kills me that I don't what? talk to them. Why? I don't know. That's why I wanted to talk to you guys about it. And and the exes that I am close with, I probably talk to every week, maybe once a month. What? How do yeah. your new what? your new boys uh, handle your contact with all your exes? No issue. So that's why I wanted to ask you guys. Like, do are you, you sure there's no issue? Positive. 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 Hmm. So this seems fishy to me. So I want to do all of you not, t but I'm not married. That's the, that is the difference. So I wanted to see, do you not keep in touch with any exes? I think because the fact that you're not married means that, of course, like you're not date, you're not in a relationship too. So who's? Well, who said thank you, Ryan? That's not true. Uh, what? <laughs> well, who's Who going to get mad? Not in who's going to get mad Ryan? at you Who for says talking? I'm not in a relationship. If I'm in a relationship. I, st I still talk to the exes. I've been in many relationships where I'm still talking to the exes. So how dare you? But second of all, have you updated your Facebook profile? So have you ever been in a relationship? relationship? Have you ever been in a relationship that made you feel like you just didn't want to talk to any, any of your other exes? And since you haven't been in a relationship that made you not want to talk to any of them, was that in essence your heart telling you that you weren't being fulfilled? No. No. Uh, okay. Great question. Thank you. I believe that you. And again, I'm not married, so all the married people can like yell at me. But I <laughs> feel super fulfilled in a relationship. And I am like 100% all in everything. And I'm super happy. But I think mm -hmm. the rest of my life is also fulfills me too. Mm -hmm. And I'm not willing to, no matter how much I love someone, mm -hmm. I'm still, those friendships are really important to me. Really? And I don't feel bad. About that, I'm I'm friend like my wife and I. We both we're both friends with our exes, like on Facebook and stuff. And like I don't call them and talk every week and or at all. But she doesn't like do the same. But we're friends with them on Facebook. Like it doesn't. I'm extremely secure in our relationship. But listen, if if one of us wanted to be with one of them, then we would have been. So uh, I have no problem keeping a you know a like a friendship like that open. I don't think there's anything wrong. Have with you that. ever bought your <clears throat> wife's ex a plot of land five houses down? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I've been married so long, I don't even know who my ex is. He's <laughs> mm. actually not joking. Like, do you have any? I don't think so. I don't know where they are. So I, I can't <laughs> even get missing. There. But like, I, so I would say, I would say like, and I'm just, well, maybe people can email us men at iHeartRadio because I'm so curious about this. So especially when I'm, having a hard time in a relationship, I really do lean on those exes for advice. And a lot of people are like, ugh, about that. Maybe that's I, why you always call me and you're like, Brooks, this is going on in my life. I'm a tragic mess. Because you got 10 exes in your life giving you 10 different words well, and, of advice. And, you know, back to the Amy show, but uh, I just wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> Amy... <laughs> I think those are the conversations you need to be having with your current boyfriend. Boom! He nailed Not it. Not calling other 10 exes and asking their advice on what you should say to your current boyfriend. You need to have the conversation directly with that person, and that's the route you need I to I think take. you should call me. I'll tell you what to say. Mm, that's also an option. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I got you. I don't I can't get there. I can't even, honestly, I can't even understand or fathom this and this is just me this isn't saying this is right or wrong and i'm not giving advice to anybody 
but myself, I don't feel like having that be a current part of my life anymore while I'm married to my wife. I don't yeah. see value in it. That's just me. And that's that's she's not requested that. She hasn't said you can't talk to anybody. That's just me personally. Yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation. But you do have female friends. Yeah, I have female friends. That's actually one thing that I love about being married is that my friendships with with females has grown immensely. Because sometimes I would be friends with a girl and she would think that I was interested in her and then it would get awkward or something and her but now that I'm married, everybody knows that I'm married. I love my wife. And so my friendships with women, with women in my life, like friends in my life, have blossomed. Well, and blossomed. I'm sure you could probably be more open to them in having whatever you're talking about, you know, and because mm. and, you're already secure in your relationship with your wife. Yeah. And so, so Ryan, it makes that relationship more valuable and more open. Yeah. Ryan, do you have friends that are women other than me? Yeah, he's in a hair club. I'm not allowed. <laughs> of course I do. Yeah, I'm not allowed. But but I'm at I, the salon all the time. I, I, <laughs> get me with this you man. You can't hear a thing with those dryers over your head. <laughs> Stick to box jumps and let the comedy come from us. Okay, Brooks. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Where was I, laughing? Amy? <laughs> no, I, I, I actually, as much as I hate to admit it, I agree with Brooks in the sense that I my ex before my wife that chapter was that chapter and when i met my wife it was i didn't want there to be any potential sign of disrespect by me continuing to speak to someone so as to convey that i'm not all in on this and by the way what also what also comes into play here is how things ended with your ex if it if it ended amicably and it was a mutual thing in in my ex's case it did not end amicably so it was a no-brainer that i was not going to continue a conversation so here's my question on that and maybe gavin has an opinion because he seems to take my side a lot so i <laughs> literally was in love with someone for a year maybe even a little more <clears throat> every day I let mean, me help I, you they Allow were me. my number one top priority every day everything but i still talk to my ex who I'm super close with all the time. Why? I wasn't attracted to him. I wasn't like anything. How do you turn Why? your attraction off like that? Like a switch? Interesting question. I can only be attracted to one person at a time. And when I'm into that one person, mm -hmm. it's like I don't see anybody else. And then when it's when that ends or whatever and it's someone else, then it's them. And the other day even was like looking at this someone I used to think was like I was so attracted to him. I was like, could I just be attracted to him again? Can I just be attracted to him again? Nope. So let me ask you this question very simply. Hmm. Why do you need to have contact with your exes? What purpose in your life does that fulfill? Not saying it's wrong. Right. Just there asking why. Tons. I mean, I have an Give ex that one. I talk to all the time. Work stuff, friendship, advice. Can I tap into she a minute friendship? Uh, this is a minutiae question. What constitutes an ex exactly? How much time are you with them for it to be considered mm. legitimate enough to keep in touch with an ex? Ooh. How much time? Good call. Years, but I want to say like a month. <laughs> That's a little, <laughs> a little bit of a discrepancy. The okay. it wasn't, she throws the mic away. It wasn't a mic okay. drop. It was oh, a mic drop. Good job, zero Good job brother. Thank you. Very Amy, much. you're still on the hot seat. Get that much. mic back. Thank you very much. So his question is very valid. Like what constitutes an ex? 
How much time did you have to date? And then how much time apart? I we need, do we I need to think, bust out the I mean, abacus? I think like a, a true ex, if you're saying that's my ex-girlfriend <laughs> or boyfriend, I think that it definitely has to be one year. You know, I, you, I think months. six months you could do that also, but then it's like <laughs> six months isn't, you know, it's your ex, but not an ex-ex. I think four you know months I mean? if it includes the holiday season, <laughs> but maybe eight if you're not hitting any I real holidays. I really hard time. Holiday in eight months. I always counted if, if we just brushed our hands against each other. That was enough. <laughs> Very hard time. Okay, I can answer your question. You guys are mean. No, we're not. I have a hard time if someone comes into my life and they're important, whatever that means, they're important in some way, letting that go. I almost mm. cannot do it. Well, see, I think you're a very you loyal have... person. Amy's a very loyal person. Friendship and all of that. So I, I understand what you're saying. You're, you're, you know, you don't just like have a bunch of friends that you're not loyal to. So when you have an ex, I understand you wanting to keep them in your life because they're still important to you. Just because you've moved on, whether it be a, you being attracted to them or whatever, emotionally or physically, I can see why you still want I them in your life. I almost can't do it. It's like uh, letting that person go is just, oh. Have you, have, has your current or past boyfriends ever brought that up and say, ah, I think it's a little weird, Amy, that you're talking to that guy that you dated for six no. months? Never. Have any of the exes It'll thought happen. it was weird that you were contacting them and said, I think while, it's better we don't talk yeah. while you're dating somebody because no. I still have feelings what, for what you. What about the ex's new girlfriend or somebody that like they're, maybe they're married and they're like, their their spouse is like, why is this ex still contacting Did you? Did you ever get an email that was like, hey, stop talking to my boyfriend? No. No. Never. Just mm. said, don't come to this uh, pediatrician anymore. <laughs> This is really no, Ryan got that. Do you always tell your current boyfriend how much, like truly, like how being much? Asked you, all these questions. <laughs> truly, how much you do talk to your exes, or do you keep that from him? I don't keep anything from like if I'm dating someone, I don't keep anything. I might not like volunteer so much because I can be a little bit of like too much, too fast. Do you know what I mean? So I try to like chill a little. <laughs> nice to meet you. I love you. <laughs> Oh my god! I have ten exes, but they're not an issue. So you won't come. You won't come home and be like, "I talked to I Ricky, Danny, and Bobby today, and they all said that I was right in our argument." You don't do that. No, uh, God, Amy, no. can I ask you this question? Yeah. This is a serious question. Um, do you believe that in your life you have enough space for all of these people to have? Yes. A, you really do to 100%. have to have a love of your life, and then yes. ten, even just call it five, but ten. Yeah, ten ex- is probably high. It's like three. Let's say three. <laughs> <laughs> but because I, I don't 82. believe that I have, I believe in my life, I only have a certain amount of space. I actually respect that, but totally disagree with it because that's like saying Dimitri only has love for three kids. He has four and he loves them all the same. Your heart just like grows. He just so, loves each one a little less. <laughs> and that's how so you make room. So for me, no, that's not the issue. I, I have <laughs> the space and the love. I see. 100%. From knowing you, I see that you have space for more people, you have a capacity to handle more people in your life and, and be engaged in those uh, relationships I, than I do. When I meet somebody or have somebody that makes an impact or they're important and I lose them, that hole is so brutal. Why? I don't know. Is it, do you feel like you failed? Yes. You didn't though. Sometimes sometimes things are just single, serve, like they're serving for a period of time and then you move on to another period I of mean, time. I mean, I hear people say that and I cannot handle that. Hmm. You want a pet, buddy? <laughs> Gavin's got a just dog. So we, yeah, just so we're clear, he has a dog named Buddy yeah. in the studio. I know I can like handle it and like 
like it'll get better. <coughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's I, like guts me. I actually admire Dude. that quality in you. Because I feel like because you care about. People. I feel like this is there's things that happen for a reason, and the, even if, like for example, so let's say I'm in love with somebody, and then it changes. It doesn't work out how I originally wanted it. Yeah. I'll do everything I can because I still think that person came to me for a reason. So even if it's like okay, I have to like I hate this word, but like pivot the relationship to being just Pivot. friends or. <laughs> I will do that because the person is more important to me than what I wanted from it. Do you also believe in just letting go? No. Like just, but also just of like, sometimes it needs to be a mindset. No, I didn't say pass. No, I was going to say, I I think one, one thing, Amy, like, do you ever feel like you're investing too much in yourself too quickly, too early in, in any relationship? I mean, like, I know you love to have all these, people in your life, whether it's, whether it's physical or there's an attraction or not an attraction, but like you're so far invested into Brooks's point. I think it's a good quality that you have, but I think it's sometimes you get put into this spot or you're putting yourself into the spot where you get hurt, you know? And I think that you so, invest so much into that person or relationship that I'm, whether it happens after six months or a year or like a week and a half in time, you're walking away from that or pivoting and you're like completely shattered. And but I don't think she has to change that because uh, yeah, I'd rather have the hurt. That's that's yeah, how, but, yeah, that's well, how she is. But eventually, you should write she, songs. Eventually, she will give because look, if she dials that back, how much she gives to people, then she may miss the person that's the correct person to receive that. She'll say, "I got to not give so much," and then some guy that really needs that much or wants that much will be like, "Oh, well, she, you know," and then it's not going to connect there. I guess what I'm saying also is like treading lightly into a relationship, you know, and not just jumping full bore into it. It's not her personality type. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. right. And I think I, I, mean, I think still I need to their hearts. I'm her still heart treading enough. around with all of you guys, except maybe Dimitri. Yeah, where he and I, you know, I mean, we're pretty Rick. close. But you seem pretty direct when you asked to take a shower with me. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when was that, dude? I don't remember, but it was a down, little weird. Down, down at the dock. Or, is that what you maybe dreamt of wanted to happen? Not to just talk about, I know I want to talk about Rick and Gavin shower, but I think about Gavin a lot because I think that Gavin, because he has his Need music, company? he has that outlet and that connection with that. Mm-hmm. So the, sometimes I think that people really crave that. And I feel <clears throat> jealous of Gavin because he has that, that passion and that connection and that, gooses him up whereas like sometimes i'm looking for that with someone else let's Mm. go to karaoke night (laughs) we need to karaoke (laughs) i love it hotel california that's i got it let's go karaoke oh yeah let's go karaoke with a rock star that's why don't we just play hockey while we're at it get out of here (laughs) we can drive sports cars and shoot guns so new mission guys we're also going to do a speed dating in vegas for amy Oh, Good God. idea. Yes. The likelihood of that is so much less than the likelihood of Gavin doing it. So I'm basically saying Gavin in a fiery burning off. hell, this that will never happen. Vegas. I'm telling you, I it's think Vegas. this is Vegas. Oh, There's oh, zero chance you can happen. 
happen in Vegas. I don't think we should because you'll cry after everybody <laughs> after each one. <laughs> nice Zero. I was so attached to Glenn. Oh, we'll Glenn. Like, so no, listen, it makes it sound like I'm attracted to people all the time, and it's like it's so rare. It's so rare when I have that connection, and I think that's why I like hold on to it. We'll just tell them each. Listen, good news, bad news. She's not picking you, but you are now considered an ex, and she will keep in touch. With you. <laughs> you have to know her forever. Pass. Pass. Oh. That's good. I'd like to hear what our listeners think on this. Oh, God. I'd like to not. Somebody email us. Hurry. Yeah, send us an email because I'm, I'm on the other side. I'm like, okay, that was a chapter of my life. It served me. It got me to where I am now. Moving on. You know, but yeah. you still have. I love that you're like that because I am literally the opposite. It's mm. like, there's a reason for this. I got to fix this. I got to fix this. What yeah. can I do? What can I do? I I, I got to fix this. Do you think in two months I can fix this? Maybe in six months, in a year? Mm. Do you think maybe in five years? Like, oh, mm. does anybody ever get the feeling that if this podcast ever ends, Brooks will never talk to any of us? He'll just cut <laughs> us out of his life. <laughs> no, brother. Come on, man. I talk to my I talk to my old teammates. Brooks and I FaceTime like every Thursday. Uh, yeah. I don't think it'd be you the worst thing in the world. You I knew I knew he was gonna come in with something over there. And I was gonna say just what one. Say? Just Ryan. Yeah. I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan. Um, well, a little <laughs> free flow. Send this is us, good. Send us what you think on uh, this topic, men at iHeartRadio.com or on Instagram. Uh, how Men Think podcast, because we'd love to hear what you think. And if anybody has any advice for Amy, how can we help and Amy And a therapist's out? new number, because clearly <laughs> I need some help. Well, you have five unqualified therapists in here trying their hardest. <laughs> and an extra microphone. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Guys, thanks awesome. for coming Great in. Great job, guys. <laughs> Great job, gentlemen. We had a blast today. A lot of smiles, a lot of laughs. Great. Way to go. Uh, Way thank to you go. guys for listening at home, in your vehicle, wherever you're at. Till next time. Here comes the tagline, Brooks. Deliver it, Do you buddy. want to deliver it? No, no, I can never. Okay. You go, buddy. Take care of one another. Love one another. And we'll see you right back here next week for another episode of How Men Think. Boom! You're welcome, Ryan. Hey guys, it's Brooks. And one last thing before we let you go. If you liked today's episode, we would love to get a five-star review from you on iTunes. And if you could possibly share it with a friend, that would be amazing as well. We always look forward to your questions, comments, or insights. So you can send us an email at men at iheartradio.com and also follow along with us on Instagram at Podcast.